Welcome to A Little Bit of Salt. I'm your host, Jordan May. Welcome back to the pod, everyone. Happy Monday or whatever day it is when you're listening. So this week, I wanted to start doing a little bit of a life update at the beginning of each episode we have come out on Mondays. Um, I am an avid podcast listener myself. And my favorite podcast currently is What We Said, which is why I want to start doing the life updates because Chelsea and JC always do a little life update at the beginning and it's great. Makes me feel like I'm just catching up with some old friends. So as I'm saying, I want to do a life update for the pod. The podcast is truly my biggest life update. I have been really eager to start this thing for so long and after a lot of encouragement from my amazing husband, we are doing the damn thing. So thank you for listening and downloading, sharing, following on Instagram. Literally, thank you for all of the things. I am so grateful for all of it. So outside of starting the podcast, my only other real life update is that I'm on the job hunt. My current full-time job outside of the podcast is job applications. So we are really grinding here in the Delena household. I'm also hosting Easter this year, and you might be thinking, okay, cool, why is that a life update? Well, I've never hosted a holiday before, and I'm both very excited and terrified to pull it all together. So if anyone wants to come professionally clean my apartment before Easter, uh, please DM the podcast Instagram. No, seriously, please help. Today we are diving into what the big threats against our oceans are, what each of them mean, and some ways we can help fight against these threats to save our oceans. Now there are a ton of things that are threatening the ocean and its creatures every single day, but for this episode we are going to talk about some of the major overarching threats. The first threat we will discuss is climate change. Yes, I said it, the big scary word that you've probably gotten into fights about with distant relatives on Facebook. But what exactly is this big scary thing? When speaking on climate change, the United Nations says, climate change refers to long-term shifts in temperatures and weather patterns. These shifts may be natural, such as through variations in the solar cycle. But since the 1800s, human activities have been the main driver of climate change, primarily due to burning fossil fuels like coal, oil, and gas. Burning fossil fuels generates greenhouse gas emissions that act like a blanket wrapped around the earth, trapping the sun's heat and raising the temperatures. Examples of greenhouse gas emissions that are causing climate change include carbon dioxide and methane. These come from using gasoline for driving a car or coal for heating a building. Clearing land and forests can also release carbon dioxide and landfills for garbage are a major source of methane emissions. So how does climate change then affect our oceans? Well, climate change is not only raising the temperature of our oceans, but it is contributing to a laundry list of other problems within our blue waters. The Environmental Protection Agency states that the key effects of climate change on the ocean are ocean heat, sea surface temperature, sea level, land loss along the Atlantic, coastal flooding, and ocean acidity. Let's briefly summarize these six major effects. In regards to ocean heat, ocean heat not only determines what the temperature of the ocean is, but it also has a large effect on sea levels and currents. There have been four separate analyses that have shown that ocean heat has risen significantly since the 1950s. Now for sea surface temperatures, the temperature of the sea surface does fluctuate. 
However, the overall increase in the temperature is clear when comparing the observations from the past three decades to observations that date back to the 1800s. Sea levels rising and land loss along the Atlantic are directly related. As the sea levels have risen increasingly over time, several areas of wetlands and drylands can turn into open water. Coastal flooding is also a direct impact of sea levels rising. As the sea levels rise, flooding has become more frequent along the U.S. coast. The rate of flooding has accelerated more drastically for the east and gulf coasts of the U.S. Now finally, ocean acidity is on the rise as the oceans absorb the increased amounts of carbon dioxide within the atmosphere, which then dissolves into the water. Higher ocean acidity affects the balance of minerals within the ocean. This can then make it difficult for some types of marine animals to build their protective skeletons or shells. So we've heard all of these problems that climate change is generating. What can we do to help? It seems like such a massive problem. Well, there's lots of many small and big ways that we can do our part to literally save the planet. Some things are we can save energy at home by using LED light bulbs and washing our laundry with cold water instead of hot. We can then use a clothesline to dry the clothes instead of a dryer. We can take public transportation or ride a bike to get around to have less vehicles on the road. And even eating more vegetables and cutting back on your meat intake can help lower your environmental impact. One easy water-saving initiative that I've implemented at home is having a rain bucket. I have a lot of plants, so instead of using the hose or you know, filling a big bucket of water to water my plants, I collect the rainwater so I can use less water at home. Moving into our next big ocean threat, we will be talking about ocean noise. Ocean noise is a type of pollution that cannot be physically seen. The noises that come from ships, seismic ocean exploration, and military sonar can drastically affect ocean animals such as whales and dolphins who hunt their prey and communicate with one another by utilizing sound. Noise pollution can affect these animals by preventing them from finding a mate, finding their food, or detecting predators, which all together greatly affects their chances of survival. To help minimize ocean noise, we can advocate to minimize the use of military sonar that can harm or kill whales and other marine mammals. Other ways to help could involve modifying propellers on boats to be quieter and performing regular maintenance to ensure the machinery causing those noises can run as smoothly and as quietly as possible. Our next topic is the entanglement of marine animals and fishing gears. Far too often we see animals like dolphins, sea turtles, and more becoming entrapped in nets and lines used by commercial fisheries. Whales have been known to become entangled in lobster traps and drag them for miles during their annual migrations. These traps add extra weight, which not only slows the whales down, but could eventually contribute to the whale being unable to feed itself and lead to starvation and death. This fishing gear is dangerous for all animals in the sea, especially when it is improperly disposed of. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, says the following regarding entanglement in fishing gear. Entanglement of marine life is a global problem that results in the death of hundreds of thousands of marine mammals and sea turtles worldwide every year. Entangled animals may drown or starve because they are restricted by fishing gear, or they may suffer physical trauma and infections from the gear cutting into their flesh. Entangled animals may also be unable to avoid vessels like they normally would, thus increasing the risk of vessel strikes. 
Smaller marine animals, like sea turtles, seals, porpoises, dolphins, and smaller whales, may drown immediately if the gear is large or heavy. Large whales can typically pull gear or parts of it off the ocean floor and are generally not at immediate risk of drowning, but they do face risks from exhaustion and infection. Entanglement is considered a primary cause of human-caused mortality in many whale species, especially right whales, humpback whales, and gray whales. To decrease this problem, here are a few tips from Noah. If you ever come across an entangled animal out in the water or on the beach, immediately report it. Reporting in real time can increase the chances of survival of the entangled animal and a successful disentanglement. This can also allow wildlife managers and responders to better understand what led to the entanglement, which will help guide future responses. For larger whales that appear to be in distress, please contact the entanglement specialist in your region via the National Entanglement Response and Stranding Network. If you are on a boat without access to a cell phone, please contact the U.S. Coast Guard on VHF Channel 16. And always remember to keep your distance. 100 yards or more is what is recommended. If you encounter an entangled dolphin, porpoise, seal, sea lion, or sea turtle, contact your local responders via the National Entanglement Response and Stranding Network. After you report an entangled animal, the responding team will determine whether a response is possible. Here are the steps to follow. Stay in the boat. Never get in the water to help a whale, dolphin, seal, sea lion, or sea turtle. Then, note the GPS coordinates of the location where the entangled animal is. Call your local responder. Wait for trained, authorized personnel. Do not attempt to free the animal on your own. Then, monitor the situation. If a response is possible, authorities may ask that you watch the animal from a safe distance. Next, document the entanglement. If possible, take photos and video of the animal from a safe distance. When fishing or boating, do not leave fishing gear or trash behind. Also consider participating in community cleanup efforts. Whether at the beach, river, or local park, trash can often find its way into the ocean and present an entanglement risk. All of this information comes straight from the NOAA website, which is a fantastic resource if you're looking to learn more about these issues. The next threat we will discuss is plastic pollution and ocean debris. Plastic is everywhere. It makes up packaging, products, and pretty much everything in our lives is made of or has been touched by plastic. So why is it so bad? Plastics take hundreds of years to break down, and while they are breaking down into smaller pieces, they're doing even more harm than we could imagine. As larger plastics break down into smaller pieces, they turn into microplastics, which are pieces of plastics that are less than five millimeters in length. Microplastics are a big problem as they are being consumed by sea creatures. Animals that consume these plastics assume they are full, but unfortunately end up starving to death as the plastic does not provide their essential nutrients for survival. A great example of animals mistaking ocean plastics for food is sea turtles eating plastic bags. When underwater, plastic bags mimic the shape and movement of jellyfishes, which are some species of sea turtles' favorite snack. Many sea turtles eat the plastic bags and starve because they're not getting the food they assume that they are consuming. There's already so much plastic in our oceans, so we have to act quickly 
to have a chance in making a difference in the ocean's health and in the lives of its beautiful animals. How can we cut back on our plastic use? There are so many ways to decrease the plastics that you, you use within your own life. You can start by using reusable grocery bags at the store. And some stores even offer a discount when you bring your own bag. You can cut out plastic water bottles and cups by using a reusable option. Not only is the reusable option better for your health, but who doesn't love a cute hydro flask or an adorable coffee tumbler? Way cuter than the disposable options in my opinion. Slowly cutting out single-use products and picking up more reusable and sustainable products makes a huge difference even though it may not feel like it at first. Some other ways to help can be buying in bulk, cooking more at home, recycling, and purchasing secondhand items. Now listen, as a 22-year-old girl, of course I love to shop and buy new clothes. However, fast fashion is a huge threat to our environment. Supporting shops such as Shein is not helpful to our environment as companies like this are putting so much plastic out into circulation. Buying clothes secondhand is not only environmentally friendly, but helps your wallet feel better too. Places like Goodwill and Plato's Closet have great prices and cute pieces too. From one broke fashion lover to the next, buy secondhand and thank me later. Now, we could have a three-hour-long episode if we talked about every single threat that our oceans face. Some other threats include ocean dredging, land runoff, oil spills, etc. But the main takeaway here is that if everyone does their part to clean up the environment and protect it moving forward, we will have a fighting chance to preserve the ocean ecosystem for generations to come. I love spreading awareness about the issues facing our oceans and chatting about ways we as humans can make a difference. If this was your first time tuning in, give us a follow and tune in next Monday for another incredible episode of A Little Bit of Salt. If you want a sneak peek of what the topic of next week's episode will be, give us a follow on Instagram at A-L-B-O-S underscore podcast. That's at A-L-B-O-S underscore podcast. We share episode sneak peeks, scientist features, and so much more there. Speaking of features, if you want to be featured on the podcast as Mermaid or Merman of the Week, head over to our Instagram and fill out the Google form linked in our stories. Our first Mermaid of the Week will be featured in next week's episode, so get excited. We look forward to hearing from you, and we can't wait to chat again next week. As one of my favorite marine scientists, Sylvia Earle said, No blue, no green. Have a great week. Bye.